Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 106 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan S. Scott with you. It's your time to shine. Second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. You're all in one convenient location. is Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We are going to go open line at 780-496-0063. That is our River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. That number again, 780-496-0063. The Edmonton Oilers are one point out of first. Five teams in the Pacific Division within one point of first place. It's an incredible race. How confident are you right now with the Edmonton Oilers? 6-1 in their last eight. Uh, how has Kyler Yamamoto changed the complexion of the team? Given Yamamoto's success, do you think the team should look at Tyler Benson here before making a trade? they got 13 games until the NHL trade deadline. Again, it's my belief the team probably needs to go 8-5 and five to become buyers. And again, I wouldn't give up the first-round draft pick. I'd hold on a lot. I think the Oilers need to draft a forward. They've got a lot of defense prospects coming. Um... Not just Bouchard, who will likely be here next year. Broberg, who knows? He may end up in Sheleftia for another year. You never know. Uh, but also Dmitry Samarukov. Oilers need to make a decision on Marcus Niemelainen, who's a six foot five left shot D man. It's playing over in Finland. Uh, they got Berglund over there in Sweden. He's a right shot D. So seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You know what happens, Brendan? If if the Oilers had gone one six and one in the last eight games we'd have challenges not taking calls every day during this break so here they are six one and one and every I, I can tell from the the, the, the Twitter messaging that uh, that's occurred over the last like they're starting to build s- some uh, building confidence so I'd like to know where people are at right now with this hockey team you know what I'm saying 
text line is up and going. It oh, looks it, like it if is you want now? to jump into that. All right, that's good to know. It was down for a while. Again, you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Floors strong enough for every mini sticks tournament. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan at Brendan S. Scott. Guests on the show receive good certificates too. Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Edmonton South, downtown, Northside, Shored Park, and now open in West Edmonton Mall. We'll get to uh, calls and texts momentarily here on Oilers Now. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, boy. Let's get to it. We're going to start. You know what's happened here is, uh, you know, I'm not a. There was that ad for the, the what is it, the handyman show that's going to take place, Brendan, just before we got to break, back from the break there. I, I officially would be in the show Canada's Worst Handyman. I actually had to call Shaw TV yesterday, Shaw Support, to ask how I replace the heaters, the remote controls. We have three TVs in the house, and we are down to one remote control that was working. I did not realize you could just take them to your local Shaw store and trade out the old ones for new ones. So I fixed a problem that had been bugging our household for the last calendar year. So we have three TVs at three different levels in the house in the palatial Stauffer estate in the city south side. And it took us uh, not long to make it. But uh, anyhow, 780-496-0063. I now got about 200 texts. Uh, we were a little, uh, we weren't getting texts there for a while, but we got them now. So I'll get to a bunch of those as well. KJM is going to drop the puck on line number one. Hello, KJM. How are you? I'm doing good, Bob. Uh, they, they say that two heads are better than one, but when it comes to being a handyman here, you know, uh, I think that it would just get doubly as bad. Um, also not a handyman, so... Uh, trying to fix uh, a bathroom fan today and it's not going great yeah you know i'm one of those i'm one of those guys like we outsource everything like i love to work you know like there's some guys they look at a bye week and they're like oh i can't wait i can get out it like you know and i kind of chuckle because there's guys you know there's broadcasters around the league that are sending photos from hawaii or wherever they're at and i'm like you know it's it's hockey season man i want to be with the people where hockey matters you know what i'm saying but that said i mean if i if i can work 53 out of 52 weeks a year talking hockey i would because it's not like a real job but ask me how to fix something in my house and i'm screwed so yeah yeah you know i think i think most i think that's well i mean like a lot of edmonton here i mean a lot of people here can do a lot of things so that's that puts people like you and me a little bit of like a, a different sort of spot but i think that most of edmonton could probably talk hockey uh oh yeah uh, to some degree to some degree for a long time so what, what, um, should, you know, what should the oilers do here what do you think yeah, you know, I mean, like, there there was, at different points in the year, it really looked like the, the needs sort of shifted. Because early on, you know, I mean, like, it was it was secondary scoring. And then, you know, when you when you bring up Yamamoto and you're able to, to, to move some players around and kind of find um, some secondary scoring, now we're not talking so much from the bottom six, although they've contributed recently. It's just more about having that really, you know, like that second line that you can count on to be able to put up points. And I think that that's... That's the most important thing. We've got that. But it's if you take a look at the special teams here, you know, one one part of our special teams has remained pretty consistent, and the other has, I mean, it's not bad, but it's it's definitely fallen throughout the year. And I think that that's something that, you know, I mean, like you have to consider is, is doing one or two things here. I think you should consider possibly standing pat um, because, you know, you're in a pretty good spot overall, overall already this year. And, you know, standing pat allows you to do a lot more in the off season and a lot more for next year. 
Um, or the other thing is, is you, you got to try to find some help for, for Riley Shahan, uh, being a center for the penalty kill and, uh, and, you know, helping, uh, the, the, the bottom six, you know, stop the bleeding. And they're not, they're not hemorrhaging by any means, but I mean, it's, Certainly, if you could get closer to, to to being even in your bottom six, I think that 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 would be you know obviously huge, and I think that that starts at the center position in the bottom six uh, for sure. So you know, I mean, if 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 you're looking at doing anything right now, you know, I don't think nothing. You can nothing like anything. KJM. I know for a fact. I would be surprised. Let's put it this way: the only way something happens between now and when the Oilers get back is if there's an easy deal that's being pushed by a manager from another team. Right, if there's a because I think that Ken Holland wants to wait a little bit more, and you know there's 13 games until the trade deadline. Again, I think the team probably needs to win about eight of those games. Eight go eight and five. A lot of I think 11 of the 13 are against Western Conference teams. So it's going to go a long way to deciding the Oilers' playoff fate. And you know if the team goes four nine, not a chance they move. any asset for some help. If the team for goes sure. nine and four, eight and five, absolutely, I think they consider. And I mean, I guess in theory they could move a first-round pick, but that would have to be with, with a player with having term back coming the other way. It would not be for a rental. And that's, that doesn't sound like something that you'd want to do in such a, uh, a right. deep draft, though, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm with you. Hey, all right. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, KJ. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks for having me. Get back to that fan, 780-496-0063. And for full disclosure, we did not receive uh, – if, if you text in the 12 o'clock hour, text again – because they've just fired back up here and we're, they've just started to come in. They're filtering it. We had a little bit of a delay there. All right, 780-496-0063. Fred on line two. Hi, Fred. How are you? Hey, Bob. Long time no talk. How are you? Hey, absolutely. Glad to hear from you. What's going on? Uh, so there's five teams within one point, you say, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, who's, uh, okay you got St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas and then the five teams? No, no, no. The five teams in the Pacific Division. Oh, in the Pacific. There's okay. five teams within one point in the Pacific Division of first place. Like, it is not out of the realm of possibility. And I don't think people think this is crazy. It is not out of the realm of possibility that all five Pacific that are currently fighting for a spot in the Pacific that they could conceivably make the playoffs. I know most of us thought that, uh, you know, some people thought that five teams in the Central would make the playoffs. I thought it'd be four and four. Uh, but it, right now it could be five. Because Nashville uh, is not has not, to this point, proven to be as good as people thought. Winnipeg's been up and down. Chicago's coming on a little bit late. They're chasing the mix. I think they're at 54 points. Um but, yeah, there's five teams in the Pacific. So what do you do if you're Edmonton? We know we don't expect Edmonton, uh, Ken Holland to be super proactive in the next couple of weeks. They've got their uh, pro meetings coming up next week. Uh, but what would you do? Well, I'm cautiously, cautiously optimistic they're going to make the playoffs. Um, what I'd like to see a player like, you're not going to get this player, but like Justin Williams. A guy with a little, he's got, what, three Stanley Cups? We've got to get somebody with a little experience because it goes a long way when it comes to the playoffs. And the Oilers, notoriously in the past, have brought in a guy like that. Now, is there anybody you can think of at the top of your head that would fit that bill? Go again. Sorry, I'm just reading a couple texts here. You compared to Justin Williams? Yes. Uh... It's a tough one. I mean, the the guy to me that would make the most sense, but I'm concerned about the cost, would be Jean-Gabriel Pajot as a, as a third-line center. If the Oilers got him, they'd have the deepest set of centers in the NHL. 
because they'd have they McDavid, would. They'd but, have McDavid, Drysaddle, Nugent, Hopkins, so they could all play at center. They'd have Sheehan, who in a perfect world is a fourth line center. Pajot, who's really basically been a first or second line center all year in Ottawa. Now I did hear over the weekend because I was of the belief that uh, Pajot, there was a high likelihood he'd re-sign in Ottawa. I was told not so fast there, Stoffer. that uh, there's been a little bit of fatigue that has taken place in that relationship. So maybe Pajot might be, like, you know, he's, a, he's an unrestricted free agent. He's an excellent playoff performer. He's having a bad year in the circle this year, but he's been as high as 52 to 55% in his career. He is a right shot. He can kill penalties. He'd be a great pickup, but I don't know what the, co- the acquisition cost would be for him. I think the cost would be very high to get a player like that right now. Well, they probably want, I, you know, I, I'd heard that, uh, you know, Pierre Dorian was looking for a guy back with term, like a guy like Nugent Hopkins. Seriously. <laughs> which, mm. which I would not do. I would not do that trade. No, so. I couldn't do that either. Or, you know for, or a first-round pick. And again... No, forget that. Right. So, like, now, if you're talking Paul Yarby in a second-round pick, I might consider doing that, but then Ottawa would have to take the swing on Paul Yarby. You know? That's right. Well, you know what? I like what I'm seeing. Like we have a second line now. Absolutely. Uh, and it looks like Leon's a little, he's uh, re-energized, I think. Well, I think he likes playing with Yamamoto. And Yamamoto's been really good Fred early in games. He's been quick on pucks. And uh, and then, you know, they, they've converted chances five on five. Uh, Leon is stoic. I believe that would be the polite term that I would use uh, at times. And isn't always, uh, you know, he's kind of typically German in some regards, right? Maybe he does have a sense of humor. He just doesn't show it a lot to the media. Uh, but I, I think he has been energized here. Thanks for the call, Fred. Thanks for listening. Take care. Yep, 780-496-0063. Let's go to Jonathan on line one. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? Hey there. How's it going? Pretty good. 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 What's up? Um, so, yeah, I think this is the Oilers team. I think we were hoping to see, at least in, uh, you know, having a, a center line with McDavid, having Dreisaitl with two strong wingers, and having a bottom six that's that's doing something. Sheehan has been I, a player that I've been wanting to see in the bottom six of the Oilers for a long time. Like, he's been having impressive games with down-low cycles, like taking over games and noticing him and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's great to see, and it gives me a lot of confidence that, you know, we're, we're headed in the right direction. The one thing they have, they've got prospect defensemen coming. There's no yeah. question about it, right? So they're going to have some options on defense. I don't think, you know, put it this way, like people say, well, what could you, would you trade Larson as an example right now for Capitan? I wouldn't do that deal during this season. No. But I may evaluate something in the off season. And in terms of Chris Russell, he's a $4 million cap hit. I think there'd be some limitation on the takers around the league on that. I do think Larson would have some currency for teams looking for a defensive shutdown D, but the owners need him right now. And so, yeah. I, like, I'm not talking a spectacular ad. Uh, again, over the next 13 games, I might want to look at Tyler Benson for me. I might want to see yeah. what he can do, third line, left wing. Like, you know, can he help out? Can he chip in at all? I think Haas is going to be helped if he's rejuvenated. And I yeah. probably wouldn't trade for Pajo as an example, if I could get him. Uh, I probably wouldn't even trade until, you know, February 20th, 21st in that range just because I would want more clarity as to what the orders actually are moving forward here. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, I think, I mean, again, like if we're kind of at this point is like, hey, can Yamamoto handle this, you know, for the first couple games, he's been awesome. But if he somehow drops off spectacularly, which I don't foresee happening, or someone like Neil or whatever, you know, you kind of go through the lines, who are Haas and Nygaard even going forward? That kind of starts informing the decision. So I think Ken Holland knows that probably. And then, yeah, using those defense and prospects in the right way to get us 
moving right. forward in a good way. Thanks, Jonathan, for the call. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. Elvis is in the building on line number three. Hi, Elvis. How are you? Bob, I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, sir? Good. Now, is this the Elvis? Are you still at Heartland? Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Say, say hi to everybody out there for me, okay? I will for sure, Kelly Bob. Kelly and the gang, absolutely. What's going on? Well, you know what? I just want to. I just want to say, uh, all those people out there. We're we're there's five five teams tied in the Pacific at 57 points. There's a few games. Uh, some teams have some in hand, some don't. The Oilers have be, some in hand. Yes, absolutely. It's going to be a great battle right to the end. But let's remember one thing. There was always that golden rule. The teams that were in at Thanksgiving usually made the playoffs. Well, the Oilers were in the playoff spot at Thanksgiving, so I'm hanging my hat on that one because that one seemed to be true for a long, long time. Yeah. And and I don't believe that uh, Kenny Holland. Uh, I, th- I think I think he's going to be very methodical. Uh, Yamamoto has clearly been way, way more than uh, than what I ever thought he would be, and he, he he's brought some energy. He's electric. He's a smaller guy who plays big. He's he's like a little gnat. He just stays on you and gets after you. Elvis, and their five-on-five has been great. I put a tweet out at the end of October and said, if the Oilers don't start getting some secondary scoring, they're going to have to dip in a little farm sooner than they thought and look at Yamamoto. And I got ripped for it. And guys like, oh, you know, and... There's, there. Are, I, I'm here to tell you right now. There's hockey operations people in the Oilers organization that maybe didn't know a lot about Connor Yamamoto, that yeah. are stunned by what's occurred. I'm not. The guy yeah. came. The guy came in back to back years and made the team based on the preseason training camp and preseason. He was hurt. He was in actual better shape this year, more competitive, more driven. Now, did it help him that maybe he was down an extra month to to fuel the drive more? Yes. But he's always been smart, and he's always been competitive. He's learned how to become a better pro. I don't think this is going away with him. I think he's a legitimate middle six right wing. They'll integrate him eventually into killing penalties more. Uh, and this is a smart guy, and he has helped spur that second line. And everybody who's watched the Oilers over the eight games knows it, especially early in games. He's been yeah, quick on – he's surprised defensemen. And he doesn't back down physically. Like, he goes no. right at them. So No, and you know what? He's, he, what? The biggest thing I like about him is he's challenged He's challenged so many different players. When he gets knocked down, he's right back up, and he's, 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 he's playing inside them. You know what I mean? He's playing inside them. He's taking away their space, and I think that's just amazing. The biggest thing, Bob, I'm looking forward to here, I'm looking forward to – uh, how the Oilers always seem to get a little, little I think they're going to get a little more gas and I think this is going to run hot and I think we're going to go good and if Holland adds fantastic but I'm going to keep listening to the show Bob you take care of my friend alright uh, we are going to jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
speak to some comparable numbers when we come back out of this break here. It's 123 at Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, I promised you some numbers, so here they go. Back in 2016-17, the Edmonton Oilers at the 49-game mark, which is where we're at right now. The Oilers, who had a 7-1 start that year, they had a 7-1 start this year. The Oilers were 26-15-8. They're currently 26-18-5, so they're three points ahead of that uh, pace back in 16-17. They won 12 of their final 14 games, including going 9-0 in their final nine home games that year. The Oilers have nine of their final 13 games this year at Rogers Place. They have a very similar type of schedule. Um, I think Cam Talbot was better than either of the two guys that got going right now in terms of at least more consistent, but the Oilers have two guys right now as opposed to Talbot and then Brassois, who albeit had decent numbers in a support role, was by nowhere near a 1B guy. I think you could argue the Oilers might have had a little bit more depth up front at that stage, but their second line, which closed very well that year, which was Lucic, Nugent, Hopkins, and Everly, I'd say their second line right now has a higher ceiling with Drysaddle centering it with RH and Yamamoto. So we'll see what happens. Got a bunch of things to take care of right now. Want to tell you, my uncle Milt's down in uh, Ontario today watching the Bakersfield Condors play in the American Hockey League. But you can go out to. Brentridge Ford and Wetaskiwin, where cars cost less. Brentridge is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Right now, great time to buy. They're clearing out their 2019 significant rebates. So give the gang at Brentridge a call. It's Richie and Johnny and Uncle Milt at one 477 3673 Visit at Brentridge.com. To our Oilers Now Injury Report. For James H. Brown, injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, all-star... Uh, CFL Safety, one of the best athletes in the history of the University of Alberta. Jim Brown and Trent Gang, they head up James H. Brown and Associates. What do you got, my man, Brendan Escott? All right, uh, Brendan Lemieux activated from the injured reserve for the Rangers, healing from a broken hand that he suffered. Penguins forwards uh, Dominic Simone and Dominic Cahoon both left Saturday's game with lower and upper body injuries, respectfully. Golden Knights forward Paul Stastny took a puck up top, lost some teeth on Friday night. He's considered day-to-day from here. Matt Benning has reported to Bakersfield for a conditioning stint wow. as we- the next step in his recovery from concussion. We went 90 minutes and did not mention that about Matt Benning, but yes, he is down in uh, Bakersfield. He's going to get a couple. They got like they got like six games in ten days or something like that. So he'll get some games in. Let's not forget the Oilers uh, won the last two games of this homestand before this break. They did not have Zach Cassian. Uh, they did not have Matt Benning. It's my belief that uh, Benning, Cassian, and Jujar Cairo will be in the lineup against the Calgary Flames when the Oilers return to action on the 29th. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We'll get to some of your texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.